You're listening to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. My name's Natalia Anderson and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ. I'll be talking with female, intersex, non-binary and trans musicians and DJs based in Switzerland. Helvetia Rocked is the Swiss association focusing on gender equality in the music industry. Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be a part of an empowering community. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 5 of Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. In this episode, I talk to Francisca Staubli. She's a musician and an artist based in Zurich. She coaches at the Helvetia Rock songwriting camp and band workshops. She's an incredibly busy and in-demand guitarist, putting her talents to music projects such as the performance trio Acid Amazonians, Dalai Puma and Long Tall Jefferson. In this episode, we talk about learning to play guitar, how to improvise, and the importance of speaking to girls, non-binary and queer people in her songbook. We also hear two tracks from Ziska's music projects and, of course, she answers an audience question. Don't forget, if you have a question for our coaches, simply send a direct message to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram. In the meantime, though, here's my conversation with Francisca Staubli. Hi, this is Francisca Staubli. You are listening to Helvetia Rocks Musicians in Conversation. Hi, Ziska. Thank you for joining me today on Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you. I want to ask you the very first question, which is what I ask everyone, is how did you get started on your musical journey? Um, I started playing guitar at about 11 or 12. And yeah, I was not a cool kid back then. <laughs> and I started because um, I was in this Pfadfinder, Blaring kind of thing. What is it in English? Uh, Scouts? Oh, in Scouts, yes. There were all these like elder girls who were who we of course looked up to and one of them I thought was a really cool girl and she played the guitar around the campfire and I wanted to be like her so I started playing and my father already had some guitars at home um, because he played when he was younger and he tried to show me uh, like the three most basic chords and I was like I cannot learn this. <laughs> you have to show me better because you're not showing me right. Uh, this is impossible. <laughs> like everybody has like this, this, uh, I think everybody lives through this when starting to play guitar that you feel like hands cannot do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Your, your fingers hurt when you're pressing it on the, the fretboard your uh your just the coordination as well sometimes is so and the difficult. sound is shitty you it's not like playing piano or something you there you can just press a key and the sound comes out but when you press a chord a string <laughs> then it doesn't sound cool not at all i know so you really have to uh 
bite through these first uh, months of sounding like shit. What was it in you that uh, made you persevere? You know, a lot of people at this stage get a bit discouraged, you know. What kept you going? I don't know. I wish I knew. (laughs) I wish I could teach it to people because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to, like, be able to uh, make people sing around a fire. I was the (laughs) first and initial moderator. My parents were kind of artistic, but not really. Like, they were just really playful. Um, Like, with my father and my sister, we always wrote these poems together. And pretty quickly, I was also, like, wondering about how how I could, like, start to write my own stuff or just playing around with the idea, playing around with words. And um, then also in this Scouts, there was this uh, older guy who came to cook and he played in a band and he showed me how he wrote songs. And he had this really DIY approach to it. Like, yeah, you just put your fingers anywhere on the guitar until you find something that you like and then you just go with it and you don't know what it's called and that's okay. (laughs) And that was really encouraging. And uh, I also was in this environment of people. um, I was playing theater and being in arts in such in a kind of arts class gymnasium and the people around me were making their own musicals and like yeah it was just a time with a lot of people in my surroundings doing their own shit and so I was like I can do uh, I can just go for it and start making my own stuff did you ever have uh music lessons or anything like that uh yeah actually I did I uh when I started playing I since since I wouldn't accept my father's lessons as being valid lessons, I went to music school, um, to a normal kind of music school and took up uh, classical guitar first and then moved on to electric guitar and classical guitar and also vocal training. So I like at some point I had like three instruments that I or three courses I went to every week. And on on top of that, I went to all the theatre rehearsals. And so I was a really busy kid. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And it looks like you stayed. I feel like that is like a really good sort of foundation for you, because I was looking at all the projects that you work on and all the different musicians that you collaborate with. And I'm just like, Ziska is busy. Ziska is Um, booked and busy. You know? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's always been like that. Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Do you think? Is it? Do you do you just enjoy being around music? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, but also, like, there's so much to do. <laughs> I mean, I have so many ideas, and I, there's so much stuff that I want to get done in this life. So, better hurry up. Oh, mate! Just because there is not enough time to 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 to, to do it all. I would like, yeah, I would love to love to do it every 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 hour of the day every minute I would love to but I can't I also have my limits so I also have to chill (laughs) take time off and stuff that's amazing I mean what one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is about like um the different projects you work on but more so about your collaborators like how do you find people to collaborate with Mm. well I just hang around in the write scenes I guess uh, for 
big amounts of time. <laughs> Actually, it's like it comes pretty natural to me because I just go to concerts a lot, uh, and I would recommend everybody do that. Just yeah. go see shows all the time. Um, because then you also meet all the people who are into that kind of stuff. You go to see a show and you meet the same people everywhere, actually. Um, and then also, I mean, I studied music, so I also met a lot of people through music studies. It's yeah. one of the most, uh, one of the best ways also to meet musicians, of course. Absolutely. Obviously. But you don't have to go to music school to meet musicians, of course. Um, yeah, you can just go to shows and talk to people about what your interests are and what did you like about the show and if they agree with you or not. And uh, yeah, have opinions about stuff <laughs> and exchange them with other people. And like, then you find people who you have common ground with. Um, these are the people you should collaborate with. I've seen a lot of your stuff that you've done uh, for your website. And I'm thinking, man, Ziska is such an amazing guitarist. Like, she must <laughs> be like, you. everyone's trying to be like, Ziska, can you play in my project? Can you, can, do you want to just jump on this one? Like, how do you, do you ever have to say no to people? And how do you do that? <laughs> oh, it's hard. I hate it. Because also I'm so interested in so many very different styles and styles and things and people and thoughts and uh it's so hard to say no but I just like it's a time and an energy thing and I got burned out before so I have to be really care careful yeah so. absolutely I think yeah self-care first of all and then you can show them your 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 diary and say look I wish I could but I can't look look, look I can't I don't even have space I can't yeah. fit you in. I'm so sorry, but uh, yeah, I think if you were, if you, if we were in the same city when I was doing my music, I would have snapped you up. I would have snapped <laughs> you up, Siska, mate. <laughs> wow, that would have been amazing. Oh, when I see you, when I see what you're doing with Acid Amaz Amazonians, I'm thinking that is it. Like just having that freedom, that creativity. You know, can you speak about um, Acid Amazonians very quickly before we go into your music? Let's let's. Yeah, how, yeah, how did yeah. That come Absolutely, about? let's do that. Uh, I love this project. Um, we founded it. Uh, I don't know, a few years back, not not that long ago, um, when we were students at Setadeka in the Master of Transdisciplinar Transdisciplinarity. <laughs> Such a... That's a mouthful. Ooh, that word. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we studied like arts, kind of. Yeah, we just started talking about feminism and uh, experiences and stuff, internet stuff. And we just like found each other and we're like, we have to do something and we don't want to rehearse. Uh, and uh, we don't want to like spend the rest of our days in a yeah in a room without windows so we're just gonna <laughs> take some electronics try out some stuff and then go on go on a stage and just uh, improvise and let's see what happens and that's what we still do actually we uh, we don't rehearse that much we rehearse a little bit and try to find ourselves in the process it's basically improvised electronic music Brilliant. With all the pitfalls and glorious moments. <laughs> what are the pitfalls of that? <laughs> I can imagine. Have you ever done something like, have you ever sort of improvised and you've got to a, a, a space where the three of you are just sort of locked in and you're on something great? And then you're like, 
can we remember it? And then it's gone. Have you ever had that moment? Yeah, sure. A lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do with that? Uh, I try to press record. Uh, record on my phone or if I have a Zoom, uh, I try to record it. Yeah. So um, that's a way to have a memory of it. But if you don't do that, you have no chance. What else were some of the pitfalls that you mentioned of of being in the improvisation group? Uh, People don't realize that it's improvised. So they're like, uh, (laughs) kind of looking at you like what what is this music you're making and why is it so, is it so repetitive and <laughs> yeah oh why is it so weird why don't the notes go together always <laughs> that's hilarious i love the fact that there's people coming i could just imagine their faces like what is going on here but i think just that improvisation just give what i love is just the freedom and the fun that just seems to exude from from you guys you know i mean do you have any advice for anyone who wants to sort of go down a sort of a improvisation route is there anything that I mean, without trying to put a structure around it, but is there any sort of guidelines or anything that that you can, um, any knowledge that you can pass to somebody? Mm. Oh, that's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, listen, listen, try to listen what the others do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listen, 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 listen. Um, But I mean, it depends. Sometimes you're in an improv space where you just try to manage the tool uh, that you're having. Uh, We also do improv like in our room where we just try to get to know our electronic instruments. And so we're not really making music, but we're playing together. Yeah, Yeah. And then on stage, it's more like, yeah. Yeah, try to see what's missing also from the track. So if you listen to it when you when all the guy, all the people are like playing their stuff, try to see what is there something in the high frequencies? Okay, there's something. Is there something in the mids? Okay, there's something. Oh, there's a bass missing or there is drums missing or there's actually a narrator missing and yeah. Oh, then I that's what I do. I just like listen for what is missing now and I try to fill fill the space with that right so let's use this uh, opportunity to talk about your music Uh, the first track that we're going to hear from you is um, Leave Your Tribe can you uh, talk about that for for us? What what is Leave Your Tribe all about? Um, so it's a song by Dalai Puma. It's a really new project. Um, well, I don't know. It's a song about like being weird and uh, not belonging to a group, or yeah, just leaving your tribe. Well, leaving leaving people behind and uh, changing your mind, being able to confront questions and thoughts and yeah to change actually yeah there's also the line change is clumsy change is slow get the glow (laughs) sorrow yeah escaping narrowness maybe or narrowness also of the small town because i escaped lucerne for zurich (laughs) so yeah and still zurich is also kind of small i don't know i just i just like yeah 
the bigger the place, the more weirdos uh, and the freer you are to be your own kind of weirdo and be kind of normal in that. So, yeah. Let's have a listen to Leave Your Tribe. What's it about? What's it about? Up in a cloud, rum, bum, bum, loud and proud. I get a feel this isn't real. Rum, come, come, in my palm, a time bomb, atomic, but I'm calm. You don't get what I say, whatever, face palm. Follower of rules, never got an upgrade, swallow wasting fools. I am throwing that shade, you got nothing to trade, only bad vibes. I got out of here, you need to leave your tribe. If you wanna be right, right. If you wanna be high, pipe. If you wanna be right, right. You've got to leave your tribe. If you wanna be right, right. If you wanna be high, pipe. If you wanna be right, right. You've got to leave your tribe. You are just an NPC. You are just an NPC. I am hunting you down and you're trying to get away from me. You are just an NPC. You are just an NPC. I am hunting you down and you're trying to get away from me. If I talk to you, you're gonna try to feed me poison. Pick your head and it is blowing up in an explosion. You are just an NPC. You are just an NPC. I am hunting you down and you're trying to get away from me. Like with Leave Your Tribe, it's like the first time I they have a cool rap performance that I'm not mad at. Then I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, we can. Yeah, because your background, I, like you said, is more indies, indie guitar-led singer-songwriting. That's your sort of background. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, and then I went to through all these jazz studies and uh, jazz years, and then um, yeah, now I'm more into pop music and. Also, really listen to a lot of rap music. Actually, um, really love that. Nice. Yeah. So, and was like trying to rap for a few years now, and trying to get a hang of it, but it's really hard to. Oh my god! Like, be fast and cool, and and not like too excited about it at the same time. Like, sound like really nonchalant. But you know what? <laughs> so hard. Listen. It is let me so tell you something, hard. Ziska. Let me tell you something, right? There's a complete difference to the rap. When you hear it recorded and when you hear it live, when you hear it live, these people, their voices go up octaves and they are so excited and they're like, and it sounds nothing like the recording where it's nonchalant. Hey, sitting down there and doing my thing. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. That's the least of your problems. I think you'll be fine. I think because you've got such a great grasp on lyrics you know that is the that is the foundation the words you know imagery and stuff and and the rest of it will will come i'm talking like i know i don't know what i'm talking about i can never rap i can rap other people's (laughs) lyrics i find myself still rapping um fresh prince of bel-air do you know what i mean like sometimes Mm. i'm just like yeah the most cheesiest raps i'm like getting jiggy with it no no (laughs) no <laughs> but Kimbo taught me this trick actually. She she said you just have to make sure that like it's always do ba diga ba diga that you always have like this uh uh vocal uh vowel at the end of your syllable and not too many consonants because yeah. then you're gonna trip over them and it's not gonna sound like easy oh. and fun. So yeah. Um ba diga bu ba diga. To bu ba diga bu ba diga bu ba diga diga da bu. Yeah. <gasps> Oh, I feel like I want so to start freestyling. Should we just drop a little freestyle? 
So, you know. So, yeah. Um, How would you freestyle if you were to freestyle now? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Forget it. Sitting on Zoom, talking with my Francisca in such a transistor. And she's my soul sister coming through. And through the internet, that's how we do. And I'm just... <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, big up, big up. Helvetia Rocked raises awareness about gender inequality in the music industry and supports, promotes and connects professional female, non-binary, intersex and trans artists. Find out more on our website, helvetiarocked.ch. Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. If you like what you hear today, please share it with your friends. You have a published songbook. I do. I want to know how. I want to know first of all. How do you get published? Is there is there something that you could uh, speak about the sort of the process before we actually get into the the book itself? Well. That was the, actually the easiest part because <laughs> it's not that uh, complicated. It's a really DIY kind of publishing um, uh, enterprise. Uh, Amsel Verlag is uh, a friend of Radha's and Radha is one of the Acid Amazonians. And then they have uh, this bookshop together called Material at Zurich, in Zurich. Uh, Radha also published her own... Um, comic drawing her drawings uh there so yeah i was just connected with them yeah it's this diy kind of publishing house it's not a like this is not Rotpunkt Verlag or something like that <laughs> but there is like this uh book fair or uh, independent publisher book uh fair in zurich called volumes uh i guess you should go there and talk to these people because they know their stuff good talk to the people at volumes <laughs> so this <laughs> or at material go to material bookstore and they can help you <laughs> brilliant right if you guys are planning anyone listening planning to write a book check out these places and and do it but what i love is that that diy that punk ethic still alive and well we are out here we're doing artwork we're doing songbooks honestly so how did the songbook come about it was part of your thesis yes uh it was um it came because i had all these um like fragments of text lying around on my computer mostly um because it, like when i was a kid and didn't have that many friends. I just had this habit of writing down stuff uh, that I couldn't tell anybody. And also music was like this safe space where um, I could have these feelings and be understood by these musicians and then also start to express my own stuff through it. So it's kind of a habit to just write down stuff, anything. It's like... Uh, YouTube comments and things people say in conversations. It's like anything or just actually also thoughts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, wow. And uh, I also like had some longer fragments and I was just like, I, 
have all this shit lying around and also these unfinished songs and I just really want to have something to show. I think that is like a, a really typical creative struggle. I think every creative knows that, like you have all these ideas and all that stuff lying around and you just want to finish something. Yeah. And so, oh yeah, it was, it was that. And also I wanted to, I was like really critical of sexism at that time. I still am really critical of sexism and racism <laughs> and all the discrimination discriminations that are floating around. Um, and I really wanted to um, express something that was for girls and non-binary people and queer people. Mm. Uh, to think of those people as my audience and not like the default male audience, because in clubs you have you often like talk to the default male audience and I wanted to turn that around and just really think uh, my audience are girls and queer people and non-binary people. These two things like motivated me to like gather my scriptures <laughs> and try to make something out of it. Oh, that's that's amazing. I think, you know, like you said, like a lot of um, creatives sort of struggle with that kind of where do I put all of these ideas? But I think a lot of people don't actually um, follow that natural route of actually making a collection of songs or a collection or like a songbook, like as you have, like something like tangible, you know, sometimes people just sort of leave it there lingering on their hard drive you know so I think it's it's amazing and I like actually what you said about the conversation that you're having and who your audience who you're talking to are are women girls non-binary people and taking away from the 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 males in a conversation because often maybe you found as well being a guitarist that it's such a male dominated kind of male opinionated place to be in music yeah and they also decide about what is cool and uh, like what speaks to them speaks to humans Mm. they think and uh it's just not true like it also shapes uh it shapes what is getting popular like if you're catering to that audience and if that audience is always deciding what is uh, being cool or like being important, then it really like shapes which artists and which stories get promoted. And I really wanted to not cater to that anymore. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. That is such a, 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 a huge um, an important dialogue to have, I think, because it's bigger than just, oh, I'm going to write these songs or I'm just going to do this. It's actually, look, we're in a society and we're in, you know, the music industry is so huge and influential. And if we're adding our voice to this repetitive sort of male narrative, then nothing really is ever going to change. I think also in terms of like men deciding, I I remember having experiences like being at gigs or talking about bands that I really love. I was even talking to a friend just the other day, a guy, he he plays the bass 
And he was like, oh, but you don't know this band or you don't know this band. I was just like, no, because at that time I was listening to, I was listening to Hole and like Distillers and stuff. And, and for me, those were really good. But then, <laughs> oh, you can't like Distillers because um, Brody Dahl was just being the same as uh, this, this guy from, uh, what's his name? Oh, shit. What was that band called again? What was her ex-husband yeah, called? They, they are but so you know used I mean? to like, like, uh, defining mm. what is the canon. Like, yes. what is the canon of things that you have to know and that people uh, need to like recycle over and over again and uh, and have as their references. And I think that's a really shitty thing. Exactly. I actually already at 16, I like, tried to uh, listen to as many women writing their own stuff as possible because... Uh, of course, I also listened to, to what was in in the noughties, like Britpop and stuff, but always with a kind of critical thought. And also, like, I was, yeah, I was, like, trying to make up my own world of references even then because I was like, that can't be good. We all, like, buy into this idea that, like, this and this and this is the important music, like mm. Jimi Hendrix. I mean, Jimi Hendrix is great, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, but then... If any, every time I'm, like, on the bus with my guitar, somebody's going to say Jimi Hendrix, so <laughs> there must be something wrong about that because mm. <laughs> so many people played guitar before and after him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, also, like, all the women who play guitar and are known as being singers... Um, <laughs> yes like they they are they're also often very badass guitar players and nobody ever calls them guitarists <laughs> they always like get called singers exactly which is cool because singing is really cool but i mean that's just fucked up that you never like yeah uh, and these and those, the, those the label is exactly. the labels are really off they're off and it's important to have the correct labels you know it could inspire a whole new generation like everyone can think of who inspired them when it when they go into music and it's so important for that sort of visibility check out the Helvetia rocked music directory it's a platform for women non-binary trans and intersex people in the swiss music industry for singers instrumentalists Bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers and many more of all levels. Whether it be a hobby or your profession or both. It's about visibility. It's about community. It's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in the project. For further information, go to www.musicdirectory.ch I'm going to just seamlessly slide away into your influences. These are five songs that I've asked you to let me know. And it's so difficult. And I even said in, in another interview that I'm sorry to have to put you on the spot like this because it's a horrible thing to do to make you give me just <laughs> five songs. And these are just a bit, just, just to get to know a level, just a, a bit about you. So, um, yeah, tell me what, what, what some of the songs are. Wordy Rapping Hood by Tom Tom Club. Um, and this is just so much fun. It's such a fun band. Um, there is Tina Weymouth on bass um, and Chris Franz on drums. And they were also part of the Talking Heads. Um, that's their side project. And I think it's like Tina Weymouth and her 
sisters that like sing this chorus. They sing like ram sam sam ma ram sam sam ram sam sam. And I'm so in love with that. I love onomatopoeia, like yeah, um, onomatopoeia. Just making Those senseless sounds. words, mm. making up words that don't exist. And uh, yeah, it's danceable. Doesn't take itself too seriously. I was drawn to one of the your songs that you put on your list. Um, you put "Damn Dis Moi, Dis Moi." Yeah, Christine <laughs> yeah. and the Queens. When I tell you, I banged that song out. Sorry, my London's coming out, but I banged that song. That song got <sighs> repeated so much. I would yeah. be at traffic lights going, touche, 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 touche. Do you know how much I love that song? I don't think you understand how much I love that song so much. There's something about, I, I've got to let you speak about it. But when I saw that, I was like, me and this girl are friends already. I, I read it, I was like, me and this girl are mates. We're, we're friends. But what does that song say to you? Especially, I, I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what does it say to you? Ziska, tell me. <laughs> I mean... The whole album, Chris, um, is such a great album. Um, and Damn Dimois, I mean, it's so sexy and it's so... Do you listen to the French version or the English version? I prefer the French one. Me too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you prefer? The French one as well. I'm, 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 so, I'm learning French and I'm just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why. Also... That's why when the mm. touche bit comes, I shout it. I literally mm. shout it because every other bit, I'm like trying to sing in French, <laughs> but it's so sort of fast. And then, and then touche comes on, and I'm just like touche, 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 touche. To find out the rest of Ziska's influences, head to helvetziarocked.ch where you'll find a Spotify playlist of the songs she loves. Right, so now is the time for audience questions. Remember, if you have a question for any of our coaches, just go to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram and just send a DM with your question to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram. Uh, so this question for Ziska is... How many women do you work with during production? How many women with an X do you work with during production? I mean, with Acid Amazonians, uh, it was my friend Alessandro who, re- who recorded uh, our stuff. And with Dalai Puma, we do it ourselves. So, um, But then again, I don't do that much production. Hmm? It's just Dalai Puma and Acid Amazonians, I mean. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's one thing I think is so important. When you remember how we talk about like visibility and stuff like that, I think even not just in terms of like musicians, in terms of like the behind the scenes, like sound engineers, um, uh, recording engineers, uh, producers. Mm. It's so important to have the visibility of of women in those roles to encourage people. But I'm always always striving to work as with as many women and also like women that are not white mm. as possible. Yeah. So far it's working out a bit and sometimes it's it's hard but it's absolutely a goal. I mean always yeah, 
we have a sound engineer uh, with Longtail Jefferson. We have a girl as a sound engineer, and uh, that was also partly my fault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he he wanted to have some guy, and I was like, uh, let's not work with him. <laughs> but you know what? Like, that is... That can sometimes be the way that we can see the change happening. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, if someone's like, okay, let's work with this guy who's the same guy all the time or just another guy, and you know someone who's a woman or identifies as a woman who can do the same job, sometimes it's just like, hey, why don't we give this person a chance? Why don't we... um and Absolutely. Then, you know. I'm for it always. Like also people ask me, a lot of bookers ask me uh, if I could recommend them new bands and I have this list on my computer uh, which I update all the time with just uh, female acts or non-binary acts. Yeah. Uh, I just wrote another email like last week like that. And um, yeah, with Lockdown Jefferson, also the video we, we're going to shoot next week, I... Uh, also made a list of like video people <laughs> and I was like hey let's uh let's ask Nefeli to shoot this video and also when he wanted to have a third band member I was like hey let's uh let's have a woman yeah, <laughs> so amazing. I'm trying to push this as much as I can but it's true that as a production wise I well I only work with two people anyway but um mm, yeah. I haven't found haven't found a cool woman or non-binary person yet mm. well not yet and with. that is the key that is the key yeah, yeah, and yeah. i like the fact you know you're open- for it yeah exactly where can people find you online siska instagram is the place it's at lex underline lennox underline sick suck <laughs> It's too long. But do you know <laughs> what? I should shorten it. No, it's fine. Because do you know what? We are going to put the links in the show notes. So people, just look in the show notes. You can head over, click the link, and go straight to Ziska's uh, Instagram. And then also... And at Dalai Puma and at Acid Amazonians, of course. Of course, of course. And we'll put all those links there. But um, amazing. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you for your amazing conversation. It's been so awesome chatting to you. Thank you. Uh, The second song you're going to share with us, what is that? So I chose this because I rarely get to play it or to show it. (laughs) Pretty egoistical. Uh, I play guitar in it um, in a really harsh way. And the track is called Killer Drones.
want to join the Helvetia Rocked community or find out more, check out the website helvetiarocked.ch. Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation is a concept by Natalia Anderson in collaboration with Helvetia Rocked. It's presented and produced by Natalia Anderson and music is by Julie Lee. Ooh.